0: In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, the Lord be with you. A warm welcome to morning mass here at St. Bride's Church in Canvas Line, which is the funeral mass for the repose of the soul of John Cullen. Welcome to yourself, Rose, and to the family here with you, to Karen and Austin, and Elaine and Rosemary, John, Fidelma and Martin, to their spouses, to the grandchildren, the great grandchildren. Welcome to John's brother and sister and also welcome to his sister who will be joining us in Australia. Welcome of course to the extended family who are here and welcome to all family friends. Quite simply we have gathered here to remember a very good man. He was a man who was quiet in his ways but who had a warm heart and a big smile. A man who has made a great difference to the lives of many people. We sense then in a day like today how blessed we are with the people who are in our lives, the people who have been so good to us. The family would like me to say today how deeply loved John was and how much he will be missed by them all, but we know also that he will be missed uh, by many people who have known him in their lives. So in today's Gospel we hear uh, Jesus describe himself as the light of the world. Those who follow him will not stumble in the darkness. That light itself, uh, today we recognise, gives us strength and consolation in this difficult moment of our lives. To begin the Mass and to offer the Mass more worthily, we first call to mind our sins. Lord Jesus, you are mighty God and Prince of Peace, Lord of mercy. Lord Jesus, your word of God, made flesh and splendour of the Father, Christ of mercy. Lord Jesus, you are the way, the truth and the life, Lord have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Let us pray. O God, Almighty Father, our faith professes that your son died and rose again. Mercifully grant that through this mystery, your servant John, who has fallen asleep in Christ, may rejoice to rise again through him, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Please be seated for the readings.
1: A reading from the Book of Wisdom souls of the virtuous are in the hands of God, no torment shall ever touch them. In the eyes of the unwise, they did appear to die. Their going looked like a disaster, they're leaving us like annihilation, but they are in peace. If they experience punishment as men see it, their hope was rich with immortality. Slight was their affliction, great will their blessings be. God has put them to the test and proved them worthy to be with him. And he tested them like gold in a furnace and accepted them as a holocaust. When the time comes for his visitation, they will shine out, as sparks run through the stubble, so will they. They shall judge nations, rule over peoples, and the Lord will be their king forever. They who trust in him will understand the truth. Those who are faithful will live in with, with him in love. For grace and mercy await those he has chosen. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
2: reading from the second letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. We know that when the tent that we live in on earth is folded up, there is a house built by God for us, an everlasting home not made by human hands in the heavens. We are always full of confidence then, when we remember that to live in the body means to be exiled from the Lord, going as we do by faith, and not by sight. We are full of confidence, I say, and actually want to be exiled from the body and make our home with the Lord. Whether we are living in the body or exiled from it, we are intent on pleasing him. For all the truth about us will be brought out in the law court of Christ, and each of us will get what he deserves for the things he did in the body. Good or bad. The word of the Lord.
0: be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. And Jesus said to the people, I am the light of the world. Anyone who follows me will not be walking in the dark. They will have the light of life. He spoke these words in the treasury while teaching in the temple. No one arrested him because his time had not yet come. The Gospel of the Lord. Please be seated. I suppose one of the ways we will remember John in times to come is with that broad smile that he had. It was a kind of ear-to-ear smile, a a smile that came easily to him. He always greeted you with that uh, smile and also with his customary courtesy and kindness. He was one of those good people that you meet in life, uncomplicated, straightforward and with no sides to him. In his own quiet way he made a great difference to people's lives his family, and also the many people that he met along the way. He had himself a very kindly nature and made himself very available to people. The last years of his life, of course, were not easy. Uh, When illness came, his mobility was poor. In recent months and weeks, however, it was clear that he had become a lot weaker and it was a great sadness for all the family when he passed away. He had himself very quiet ways and was very courteous to everyone. Everyone who met him only had good things to say about him. You know, uh, very often if you throw a stone into the middle of a pool, the ripples run out. Is that the way it is sometimes with one person's life? It is a way of stretching out and impacting so many For we think of that today of John himself and his life, the many people that he met, and the kindness of his life which had made such a difference to other people's lives. And of course, is that not the way that God himself makes it and wishes it to be? Love is a way of rippling out. Today at Mass, uh, we hear Jesus himself describe himself in those terms as being the light of the world. And what a lovely expression that is light that brings light uh, into darkness uh, and we hear that he comes to bring this light so that we don't stumble he comes to bring this light for all of us the reading which we've listened to comes from a longer passage in which Jesus himself gives to the blind man light in his darkness for the man himself is in darkness, sees nothing, and stumbles. But Jesus gives him back his sight and then speaks to the whole crowd of being in the darkness, all of us. Of course, he brings this light into our world. This image, perhaps, then, is especially dear to us today. In the moment in which we know the darkness of grief, we feel most certainly that we are in the dark. The light that he gives is the light that nobody else can give. He brings light into our world, into the darkness and the sadness of our life. He gives us comfort and consolation in our hour of need. The reading from the letter of St. Paul that we've listened to today, uh, as you might have noticed, speaks of death as being like a moment in which a tent is packed up uh, and rolled away. Following on from that image, uh, then what we hear also is that we are given a new home. The earthly life itself is packed away. We move on, move house, from something good to something even better, to the home that God prepares for us in the heavens. So We come to the church today uh, with this thought in mind, that there is a today, but there is also a tomorrow. There is a past and a present, but there is also a future. There is a life here and now, but there is also a life afterwards. There is something to enjoy here in life itself, but there is something to look forward to what comes after. And what we believe is that all our roads, whatever road that we take, is a road to the love and the mercy of God, where he will gather us again in the heavenly home where all of us will be gathered together in the heavenly home. And our tents are packed away, rolled away, and we have this new home in the heavens. Just a few words then, uh, maybe by way of reflection, on John's uh, life today. He was born on the 29th of March, 1970, 1937, in Burt and Donegal, a beautiful place with green fields and a lovely modern church. His parents were Hugh and Mary Cullen. He was one of six, Morna, Elma, Rosetta, Austin, Brian and himself. They had a warm family life. He was known as a good singer, a boy soprano and could, believe it or not, yodel too. He was also good at Irish hurling as a youngster, strong, fit and fast. The family themselves moved to Derry after the war probably like many families, in search for work. He did his own national service in the Royal Inneskillen in Fusiliers. He was stationed for uh, some of that time in Aldershot's, Aldershot in England. He had trials for the local football team there. And of course, as you will know yourself, football was a great love for him in his life. On leaving the army, he returned to family life, which was about that time in Clyde Bank. John uh, met Rose uh, through uh, a friend and through family, and it's fair to say it was love at first sight, so much so that they engaged, were engaged in six weeks they weren't hanging about and married a year later, here in this church on the 17th of July, 1962. They were, of course, to be married for 61 years. Just think, 61 years and never a crossword. It would, of course, be true to say that John was quiet and yourself, Rose, not so quiet. <laughs> Seven children were to follow: Karen, Austin, Elaine, Rosemary, John, Fidelma, and Martin. In time, spouses were to follow too, and then 14 grandchildren and five great-grandchildren were to follow them. That's a lot of children. Family life uh, began in 53 Glasgow Road, then to 1 Glenburn, and then uh, to 32 Glenburn, and then eventually to 2 Morrison Park. It must have been a busy home uh, in all of those days. Imagine all of those children coming and going. Imagine it was far from being a quiet place. In his working life, he was an excavator, uh, drove an excavator truck which was especially popular in the winter, uh, ensured that the street that they were living in was always clear when the winter snow came. He was, as you probably know, a great tinkerer with cars, owned numerous cars and always, always seemed to be fixing them. He managed to squeeze all of the family into the car and would often sweep them off to Ireland at the drop of a hat. The same car would take them to the beach and to a special treat that would be, uh, involve uh, fish and chips in the fish and chip shop. I have to tell you that Rose and John would have a fish supper and then the children would have to fight over a bag of chips. <laughs> Seven children, one bag of chips. <laughs> By my calculation, that was two chips each. Simple days himself had a great love for children and for young people. He was involved uh, with helping the Cubs and the Scout movement uh, here in this area. He also helped with the local school team of St Bride's, the B team, and is remembered for being a very friendly coach uh, and always seeing the best in his players. The winner it has to be said, the most successful team. There is a story that himself and Jim O'Donnell created the Cannon Murray Cup, To make sure that they won at least one cup in their time in that team. Most of those young boys are now men themselves and have sent messages recording John's kindness to them. They remember the times, especially, that he took them in the summer to Blackpool for competitions. John himself, uh, for a long time, was a parishioner here, but also really attended St Alphonsus in Glasgow and for, was many years, for many years was a passkeeper at that church and was a great help to the priests there. He was, in actual fact, awarded a medal by Cardinal Winning for his 40 years of service in that parish. In his late 50s, he had a number of strokes, which led him to an early retirement. He fought his way back to better health, continued to help with the football, and became a kind of one-on-one driver for Martin. Uh, Taking him uh, to his horse competitions. He also gained a love of the horses to himself. Like many, and maybe many here, he had a great love for his football team, Glasgow Celtic, Celtic, and followed the fortunes in good times and bad. All his life, he never lost that Irish twang, neither did he lose his good nature. In nature, I believe he was very like his mother. He loved himself being a husband, a father, a grandfather and a great-grandfather of a big family, and it was a source of great pride to him. All loved him, all loved his kind and friendly ways. We are indeed put on this world to do good by God. Often on occasions like this, we see the great good that one person has done in their life. A lifetime of good things. And from these things, a rich and abundant harvest. Sometimes it's things that we could never have believed would happen in our life. So God has made it to be. We thank God then for the immense good that John has done in his quiet ways. Jesus himself says in the reading today that he is the light of the world. Those that walk with him don't stumble in the darkness. They will walk in the light. One of the things that we recognise is that very often we reflect that light that we've received ourselves to others in life. We become a light for them, and they help uh, that person helps us to see clearly and not to stumble and to walk in the right path and to do the right things. May God grant John peace at the end of his life. May he reward him for all his kindness. May he bless him with peace at the end of his journey. And may, may he reunite all of us one day in heaven. May I invite you to join in the offer to him today's Mass. Say, dear brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. As we humbly present to you these offerings, O Lord, for the salvation of your servant John, we beseech your mercy that he who did not doubt your son to be a loving Saviour may find in him a most merciful judge. Through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord, our God. It's truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, almighty and eternal God, through Christ, our Lord. In him the hope of blessed resurrection has dawned, that those saddened by the certainty of dying might be consoled by the promise of immortality to come. Indeed, for your faithful Lord, life is changed, not ended. And when this earthly dwelling turns to dust, the eternal dwelling is made ready for them in the heavens. And so with the angels and the archangels, the thrones and dominions, the hosts and the powers of heaven, we sing the hymn of your glory as without end we acclaim. Holy, 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 holy Lord, Lord, God of hosts, heaven and earth are and full of your Lord, glory. Hosanna and highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna and highest. So remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world. Bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis our Pope and Joseph our Bishop and all the clergy. Remember John, whom you have called from this world to yourself. Grant that he who is united with your son in the death like his may also be one with him in his resurrection. And remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray. With the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, Joseph her spouse, the Blessed Apostles, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life, we may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ, through him and with him and in him, O God Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours for ever and ever. I invite you please to stand. that by the help of your mercy we may always be free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, I said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not in our sins, but in the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who will live and for forever and ever. Amen. Peace of the Lord be with you always. Amen. And now let's offer one another a sign of peace and friendship. my soul shall be. to invite you to come forward for Holy Communion but if you feel unable to come to Communion but maybe would like a blessing then just feel free to come forward and uh, maybe just to indicate that by putting your hand on your breast here and I'll be able to give you a blessing Um, so if you don't feel as if you want to go to Communion or a blessing then just to remain seated where you are (laughs) Our God, whose Son left us in the sacrament of his body, food for the journey. Mercifully grant that strengthened by it, our dear brother may come to the eternal table of Christ, who lives and reigns for ever and ever.